0: Welcome to Deadly departed, Deadly departed, the do's, don'ts, and dangers of afterlife communication. This show discusses all aspects of afterlife communication, grief and grieving, the paranormal, and of course, parapsychology. There's real stories, scientific discussion, and most of all, real learning from paranormal experts and researchers. Here's your host, author of Deadly Departed, renowned evidential medium and spirit interventionist, Jock Brokos.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you a question. What does mediumship, World War II, and the afterlife have in common? Some of you actually might know the answer, but keep that to yourself. And for those of you that don't, then we're going to step a little We're going to step back in time, we're going to step back into history and talk about a remarkable individual who was, shall we say, accused of something she didn't do. So when we come right back, let me introduce you to someone who is very, very important to me in my life and share the wisdom and the knowledge that I have about this lady. See you when I come back. In 1939 to 1945, the world went to war. They went to war with a dictator known as Hitler. Many, many people died in that war. Many mothers lost their sons. Many fathers lost their sons. Brothers and sisters were separated. Thousands of people died at the hands of tyranny. So many people had lost so many lives. And those that they left behind, suffered greatly they suffered for not being able to talk to their loved ones again they suffered from the great loss of everything that they possibly had in life spiritually physically materially in every way shape or form families were totally torn apart and Those who survived are still scarred to life to this day. Even many years ago when when I did private sittings for some people who had lost loved ones during the war, it was amazing. Amazing to feel and see the connections that were made. But, during the war, one medium stood tall. One medium did something absolutely amazing. And that medium was known as a full materialization medium. Her name was Helen Duncan. But unfortunately, due to politics, due to fear, not understanding the world and the war as bad as it was and the loss that was felt. Helen Duncan was convicted and tried as a witch, which she wasn't. She was one of the greatest mediums of our day and still is. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, a little bit more about Helen and her life. I'm going to introduce you to a remarkable woman, someone that I have a very special bond with. And in actual fact, within our organization, the, the ASIS MPI and the ISS MPI, uh, we run the Helen Duncan Foundation. We still fight to get her uh, recognized in the annals of history as the remarkable woman that she was. And the terrible act of convicting her under the witchcraft act and throwing her in prison and eventually causing her her demise causing her life to end she suffered greatly more than probably any medium of her time and she was totally innocent and today i'm going to teach you a little bit about that history a little bit about helen duncan and let you make your own mind up about Helen Duncan, the amazing materialization medium during World War II.
0: What I believe <laughs> happened is
1: after the the Hood in the Barham was sunk, was that they uh, they monitored her activities, and in 1944, I believe she was framed. She was set up. I believe it was a conspiracy. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Joe Brokus. I am the author of Deadly Departed. If you have bought Deadly Departed, then thank you very, very much. If you haven't bought it, then what are you waiting for? Go and buy the book. It has uh, helped many, many people understand the afterlife and it's helped many developing mediums understand their mediumship a bit better and also understand the dangers of the afterlife. If you haven't been here before, then please subscribe to this this channel. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, then welcome and I hope that you return. Today we are talking about Helen Duncan. Helen Duncan is very, very close to my heart. There are many people claim to channel Helen Duncan but few actually give very much evidence. Uh, I am very close to family members and we have the Helen Duncan Foundation within our organization. And I want to talk a little bit today about Helen Duncan because there's many people in America and throughout the world actually don't know who Helen is. Now, Helen Duncan as we mentioned in the intro, was a materialization medium. And what that actually means is she was able to materialize spirits from the other side in full red light and also daylight and, uh, you know, in full objective view of people who were there. She produced what's called ectoplasm, which is a substance that is produced from the medium and from, uh, you know, many spirits, spirit team on the other side. And that ectoplasm then forms into discarnate spirits from the other side. Now, here's the interesting thing. Helen, as I said before, Helen was actually uh, convicted under the Witchcraft Act 1735, I believe. And she was convicted by the British government. And She was convicted for doing her job. She was convicted for being a medium. And in this day and age, there's so many mediums. They're all over the place. Everybody's a medium. But Helen was very, very, very special. There were many other mediums at the time that were, you know, Leslie Flint, who was a direct voice medium. And then we had other mediums of our time as well that were materialization mediums in the modern day, Alec Harris. And then we had, you know, Dee Home, who was a, a medium as well. And all of these mediums had very, very special gifts, not just on the mental mediumship side, but the physical mediumship where they were able to generate physical phenomena. But things were different back during the war. You know, when the war started in 1939, it went on for about six years. So the war went from 1939 to uh, 1945. I don't know exactly the date when it when it actually finished. But many people lost their loved ones. Many people lost families, as, as it was said. You know, the, the, that war was a terrible, terrible time. So you imagine the amount of grief that was caused during that time. And Helen Duncan is a remarkable medium. Now, there's a lot more to Helen's background, and I would say visit visit us on HelenDuncan.org to understand Helen's background and you know when she was born. She was she was a Scottish very close to my. She was a Scottish medium from Perthshire, and anybody who knows me knows how uh, my connections in Perthshire are very very important to me. But she was uh, she came from a place called Calendar. And you would never think you've been to Calendar. You would never think of 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 the amazing history that's actually there, especially from from Helen. Now, during the war, Helen's mediumship. I'm not going to get into Helen's developing her mediumship. Her guide, the the react the acted as as basically her gatekeeper and everything, and was Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert was was seen objectively many times appearing to sitters, but during the war, you can imagine that the amount of people, the amount of people that were losing loved ones, was tremendous, and Helen was able to close that gap. Helen was able to do what many mediums in this day and age can't actually do. And that is basically materialized loved ones from the other side who would give evidence. And the big thing about the modern day is in physical mediumship, there's very, very few mediums, hardly any, that actually give afterlife evidence. It's, it's, there's a lot of phenomena based there. But there's very, very few, if any, really, that come through with real evidence. Of loved ones, such as was back in the day of Helen Duncan and and other mediums of the time, and many people have many arguments about it. And it, you know, it could be down to there's so much uh, electromagnetic energy around today from computers and everything else. But I think the reality is is that in this modern days, people are uh, lazy actually, and they don't do what it takes to develop that type of mediumship and that form of mediumship. So Helen was in great demand in during the war. And you can imagine she was in demand because in all those sittings and those seances, she was able to bring loved ones through. And, and people, you know, during the war, seances were kind of, it was almost like um, it was something to do, you know. Not, not a lot of TV back in the days. People were tied to radio. And, you know, the wartime was an absolutely terrible, terrible time. There was a seance held in 1941 in Portsmouth, and during that seance, a sailor from um, a sailor materialised in the seance, and on his sailor's cap, he had the name of the ship. It was HMS Barham, and basically HMS Barham had been torpedoed. Now, the interesting thing was that there was a woman in, in the seance as well that said it couldn't be right because. She had a loved one uh, on there, and I can't remember the actual right ins and outs of it, but I think that was the basis of it. But um, oh no, the reason was that uh, nobody had been notified, so it hadn't been it hadn't been sunk, and and you know none of the the Admiralty had notified anybody or anything like that. So it wasn't the fact that she actually had uh, somebody on there, but it was to do with the notification. And that was the problem. You see, that was the issue because the government hadn't been notified. And then that's when all the problems started because of that, the sailor materialising. Helen was remarkable, was a remarkable medium. And no matter what people say, Harry Price, uh, the the parapsychologist tester, said that it was cheesecloth and there was trickery, we don't know the real history of this. There's mediums in this modern day that, that are forced to to try and, and um, perform. And so sometimes you have what's called somnambulistic fraud, where they can be maybe even controlled by the other spirit and they'll try and show up, or they will deliberately try and create some fraudulent uh, phenomena, you know, because they're under a lot of pressure. But Helen Duncan was remarkable. I mean, people saw in, in, in uh, red light and lighted conditions, full materializations. There is accounts, there's a tremendous accounts in history of Helen Duncan's sittings and of the, the quality of the information. We have letters within the Helen Duncan Foundation. We have letters. We have certificates. We have so much uh, evidence from back in the, that historical time that people would basically almost sign an affidavit to what they had witnessed with Helen Duncan. Well, Helen Duncan was deemed a security risk against Her Majesty's government, and so she was arrested, she was uh, tried, and um, you can imagine what that did to the family, to the point that it actually affects the family today. In 2019, Helen Duncan's trial actually affects the family to this day. The trial was a farce. In terms of the spiritualism community, as is normal, even spiritualist organizations turned against Helen. And it's almost like people just, you know, you look after your own back, you look after your ass and you don't worry about anybody else's. Well, this poor woman was absolutely going through hell for what she did. She was serving God. She was serving humanity. She was serving a higher purpose and she was literally crucified for it. Here's the interesting thing. The woman, as I mentioned before, who hadn't been notified, actually the woman, I just had to quickly check my facts there. The woman was actually the the... the the sailor's mother. Now you got to imagine it's like Chinese whispers. Now things like this c- can just travel so quickly, and so round about Portsmouth at that time, uh, the rumours were afoot that the HM- HMS Barham had sunk. Now through the intelligence network at uh, Bletch- Bletchley Park, you know they had received information, and they were trying to hide things from the, the German government and. They didn't actually know that the the, the HMS Barham had sunk and, and lost so many lives on board. The woman contact the woman who was the mother. Actually contacted the Admiralty, and this is where all the problems and everything started from. Now, let's just go f- forget about that because you can you can actually learn so much from reading the books and and looking at many other different things. But what I want to focus on is is the skeptical side of things because in the skeptical side of things. She was, they said that the spirit was wrong because the spirit, when when he materialised his mother, they were saying that the, the dress of the, the naval uniform at the time wouldn't have the name on the band. Now, here's the interesting thing. When a material when there's a materialization of a spirit, when a spirit's coming through, they will try to give as much evidence as possible for the sitters that were there, that are there, and so they will materialize in any way they can. So it doesn't really matter whether the uniform was intact the way it should have been at that particular time, because if 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 there needed to be some kind of recognition and validation. The spirit would know how to materialize, or the spirit's guide or the helpers there would know how to materialize the spirit and to be able to be recognized by those loved ones that are sitting there, maybe in the seance. And so you have to consider that the very fact that maybe they didn't have the band with the name on it, that was a materialization. So there would be instant recognition between those in the material plane and those in the spirit world that had just come through. But just imagine, you know, intelligence didn't know what had happened. They didn't think that the HMS Barham had, had actually been sunk. They thought it had just been damaged. And of course, they wanted to, you know, they they actually, it's an intelligence thing. They wanted to let the Germans still fear that, that, that their naval ship that was there was still a threat in that in those waters. But of course, you know, rumours spread really quickly when you have a, a spirit who materialises to the to their mother or the loved ones in a séance and gives that that information. That is a a That's remarkable mediumship because it's almost like when you you do a reading for someone and they say no, they don't understand it. They they can't check that information and then they have to go and get that information validated and verified by a third or a fourth party to confirm it. That's that's a really scientific, strong way of of proving existence of life after death, existence that consciousness you know continues on after the death of the physical body. So Helen was a scapegoat. Helen was used and abused, really. She didn't... I mean, she carried on. She carried on doing seances, I think right up until 1944 or something. Because, you know, as you know, governments don't move that quickly and they'd be gathering all the information. But eventually she was arrested and she was tried and convicted. And, you know, the dangerous aspect was that Helen... Helen was grabbed and Helen... In a seance, when the police came in, they came in in mid-seance, and that's incredibly dangerous. And if you look at some of the information on Helen, she had burns on her her torso where the ectoplasm had had come straight back into the body. There were foreign objects that were found uh, within the body as well. She suffered a great deal. But the biggest suffering, I think the biggest suffering was the fact that her friends, her people that she served, The people that she worked with, the the, those in the spiritualist community turned against her. And that's that's natural. You know, this happens in in all of life. You know, your loved ones or or your friends, they turn against you. And because they don't have the full story. They don't have they, they don't know what the truth is. And so Helen Duncan was martyred for spiritualism, really, and she became an example to mediums all over the world. If you don't know, Helen's story, then I suggest that you you, you learn a little bit, because if you're interested in mediumship at all, I'm amazed at how many people don't actually know who Silver Birch is, and don't actually know the, the great historical heads of, of mediumship of our time, if you like. Go and check the story out, because it is an amazing story, and as I said, Helen Duncan is very close, is very important to me in my life, and some and many others. And um, you want to also be a bit careful if you're saying you're channeling Helen Duncan because you know family members are going to want evidence. And uh, when you're starting to come up with massive claims like that, that has been in newspapers, you want to be very careful with it because it's not nice to use her name just to you know fulfil your own desires or to push yourself forward because you think you're channeling someone like that. Helen's family suffered and is still suffering, so have a bit of respect for that. And you know, come and support us on the Helen Duncan Foundation. Learn more about her life and her history. There's so much information. There's so much out there to to learn. And even I learned I learned stuff all the time. But what an amazing example of mediumship in history. And it's just unfortunate that that a woman like that who had a remarkable gift. Was basically crucified and was tortured for her gift. It is a a crying shame to see what happened when she was bringing through loved ones, and and you can imagine that sailor would want to come through and appear to the mother and 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 let, hey, I'm still alive. You know, death death doesn't separate us. We continue on after the you know. Yeah, okay, oops, we kind of broke the official secrets act and stuff like that because, but that's not Helen's fault. Right, it's not Helen's fault. It's not evil. It's not demonic. It's nothing. It wasn't Helen's fault. She shouldn't have been made the scapegoat. And um, it's taught us a great deal in in our mediumship history about this. And and that's why I think many uh, seances and many physical mediums and many organisations went underground after that, and they didn't want to come out. It was. it, It wasn't taken very well. Um, after that. Now Helen may have made some bad choices as well in her life, but she was only human You know and like anybody else you, 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 you Pay for the choices or you, you deal with what you, you choose to do But the very fact that that happened is down in history and we want Helen's name to be cleared because she is a, a t- Remarkable woman who gave herself selflessly and suffered at the hands of man's ignorance. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this little bit of history. I'm sorry that I, I, I kind of got that wrong that the woman was, was uh, not the, the sailor's uh, mother. She was, and I had to double check on that. But it's a little bit of history for you to understand the passion that we have for Helen Duncan and what she means to us in mediumship and in our organization. So, thank you for listening. If you've got any questions, then please ask more. Ask them below. Make sure you subscribe or make sure you you contact with us, uh, connect with us on our social media. Ask us uh, for any help or any information. And um, we hope you have a great day and uh, we will see you soon in the next video.
0: God bless. You've been listening to Deadly Departed with renowned evidential medium and author Jock Brokas. If you like what you've heard, make sure to pick up a copy of the Deadly Departed book. Don't forget to share the episodes and send in your questions to us about anything paranormal and the afterlife. Tune in next time to Deadly Departed, the do's, don'ts, and dangers of afterlife communication.